0: Horoscope Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Pa, pa, SQ.
3: Support for Pottoskew Podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels.
0: Yo, 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 jingle balls to the wall, fellas, listen up.
3: Yo, 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 what are you, Pauly from Rocky Five? <laughs> no, I'm Rocky, you know, untrim- untrimmed pubes,
0: you know, are a thing of the past.
3: It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Dude, I, I am always afraid of of hurting myself when I'm cleaning down there, man. I almost nicked once, man. That shit hurt. Oh, damn. That's just scary.
0: It always stings afterwards, too. Yeah. That's what always well, that's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0, I know it's scary to call it a lawnmower, especially <laughs> shave it down, has propi- but it's got advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower, which is fucking great for me, dude, because I I hate trimming it and jumping back in the shower. I just want it done, especially if I'm in a rush. So the lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their perfect package 2.0, which means if you don't think of yourself, as having a Perfect Package, you get an actual Perfect Package 2.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there.
3: You don't want to use the same trimmer on your face that you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the crop preserver and an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer.
0: You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink.
3: No they don't. (laughs) Speaking
0: of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for the Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Reserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking.
3: And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help you set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-shaving boxer briefs.
0: You mean anti-chafing, not anti-shaving. The whole point of this is shaving.
3: I didn't say shaving. I was doing the British thing for Henry. The the British thing. Okay, well,
0: tis the season of Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all.
3: The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. I can't imagine if you gave this thing to your dad.
0: Hey dad, I got you a gift for Christmas. Christmas? The fuck is Christmas? Ah, Well, here, it's a gift for you. What is this? It's a ball trimmer. You know, it helps, you know, keep everything. I'm idiot. What the fuck do I care? Anyways, you get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. By the way, that is one word.
3: Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BIGHEADS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Welcome to the Barskew Podcast, I am CJ and I am flying solo tonight. My hetero life mate Rico is not with me because he is sick. Uh, so we want to wish Rico all the best wishes of getting healthy soon. It's nothing serious, but unfortunately he is uh, down for the count for this week. So I am by myself hosting right now, but that's... Doesn't mean you're going to have to deal with just me. We are actually having some guests come on, and they will be with us soon um, before they join us. So I wanted to give some love to a member of the Big Heads family that we screwed up pretty big last time. So I did want to make a quick um quick correction to the Black Girls Do Stuff Too podcast. They are great friends, good family members with the Big Heads Media family, and big supporters of the show. So, And we screwed their name up pretty bad last time, so I wanted to just give some love to them real quick while we waited for our guests to join us. Um, they have a great show. It's, it's a lot of fun to listen to, so I hope you will Check them out at Black Girls Do uh, Stuff, actually it's BLK Girls Do Stuff on Twitter and search Black Girls Do Stuff too on the com or anywhere else you find podcasts. So that's one piece of business. The other piece of business I want to handle real quick before we get... Our guest on is I wanted to give some love to Beyond the Rainbow, the true crime podcast about the LGBTQ community. Um, the host, also named CJ, does a great job of sharing these true crime stories. So they're they're unfortunate events, but it's great education into things that don't always make headline news. And she does a great job of pointing that out. So. Beyond the Rainbow, um, look them up on Twitter and on anywhere you find podcasts.
1: Um, hello? Hello? Excuse me. Yeah, you. You, the one wearing the frown. There's no time for that right now. I need you to hop on that unicorn, sprinkle yourself with protective fairy dust, and let's get going! All Rainbow Warriors, front and center. we have true crime to cover people. Come on. I'm CJ. Please join me for my new podcast, Beyond the Rainbow, True Crimes of the LGBT Community. There's a closet full of stories just waiting to escape and be told. You can catch the show on almost all podcast apps. Remember, it's not a crime to be gay. Unless
3: you're a murderer. So without any further ado, let's get our guests on. Our guests that are joining us today are Ashley and Joe from the wonderful Lee multiprops uh organization, company something <laughs> that have um you you've heard us promoting, they set up the Jeff Anderson signing, which ultimately turned into Jeff Anderson, Jason Muse, and Kevin Smith, which blew all our minds, so I can only imagine what it did for you guys. Welcome guys.
2: Hi! Thanks for having
3: us. No, thank you for coming. I'm sorry Rico couldn't join us, but he's a little under the weather, as I've already told our listeners. So, yeah, but he'll he'll be back with a vengeance le- uh, next week, hopefully. And I'll get to brag about all the stuff you just showed me before we started recording, because you showed me a whole bunch of cool props that I got to see.
2: Sense <laughs> um, hey, of to see to to see and have us uh, again when we have the whole place set up.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, you guys are close enough that I might have to take a road trip if y'all let me. But that's beside the point. Um, uh, so first off, uh, again, thank you for coming on, and I, we'll get to the to the view askew stuff um, eventually. I first off, Ashley, I want to publicly take a minute to say it was awesome to meet you a few weeks ago with Henry up at the Quick Stop. We had such a great time. Um, Watching you turn your daughter into little Silent Bob was quite funny. Um, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So, uh, but first off, so how how do you guys decide to get into something like this? Because you, you, I can't imagine you just wake, well, maybe it is as simple as you just wake up one day and you're like, hey, shit, let's get memorabilia signed for people.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like an Elle Woods moment. Um, (laughs) um, uh, It was a little bit of uh, us doing it, you know, separately before we were dating. And then it kind of evolved. And then um, I was kind of influenced. Yeah, that's a hobby. Um, And then I was a little bit influenced by um, I saw the documentary that was released shortly after Carrie Fisher's um, passing. I think it was released by her brother um Todd and they discussed how uh she and her mom Debbie Reynolds had um collected props and costumes for years and built up this gigantic warehouse several warehouse full uh warehouses full excuse me of um of merchandise and and stuff that they wanted to put in a museum and there's really no place to kind of really how's that for someone to come see it unless you're in the middle of nowhere. Right. Like area 51. (laughs) So we (laughs) evolved um, from a, an idea like that. And we kind of put our minds together Mm -hmm. um, and um, kind of like some Hellraiser type situation where we melded our brains (laughs) um, and, uh, and and it kind of all came together and, uh, and it's worked out really really well
2: yeah we wanted to be able to figure out how we can incorporate that with uh conventions so we figured if we can not really make a standalone place that we can work our booties off trying to get people to come to why don't we bring that to the people so we try to tour it around when we can and when we have the opportunities and the invites to different conventions and we'll try to set up um certain props sometimes themed to the the people that are there um one of the pro- big props that we had that we brought around to a couple of conventions last year was uh, we own the video booth from Pee Playhouse. Wow! So that, yeah, so that's a that's a huge deal, and yeah, and it definitely had a lot of attention. Um, and we had that set up for like photo op opportunities. It was pretty wild. And then we set up some other movie props where people could take pictures with, um, and come up and actually feel like the fabric and material or material, whatever, and be like right in front of it, and to to help fund a lot of that is we'll do like a five or ten dollar photo op for like say the the big item like the peewee's photo booth and okay. we have to sell merchandise and we don't want to sell every piece of merchandise the same that everybody else i mean there you can only, only have so many people selling funko pops and selling wood crafts and whatnot and between the two of us are pretty crafty but we wanted to do something something else and being sure. that we have such such a love for movies and whatnot we started contacting agents and celebrities that we've always been fans of and trying to work deals instead of just going to these conventions and waiting online all day for our one or two pieces. We figured we'd provide a service for people that can't get out to those shows or can't attend those shows or might not have the means to pay for gas and tolls and then pay for an entry fee to meet that one person that they want to meet or get that poster that they've signed, that they've wanted signed for 20 years and now they can get that opportunity. And if we can get those celebrities for them, we, we, we try to do that, and that helps us from the conventions
3: as well. Right, right. Well, and, and like one of the things – because I remember when you were getting things ready for the, the Jeff Anderson signing, when it was originally just Jeff Anderson, you were – you have all your product choices on your website, which we'll make sure we have included in the show notes. But when you – one of the coolest things I thought was the skateboard deck. You know, like, that would, you know, I couldn't afford it, but it was still a cool piece to, to make available to people, you know, so.
2: Yeah, we all, one thing that we try to do with our signings is um, anybody can go on eBay or go to, like, Facebook pages and buy up autographs, like, 8 by 10 photos of their favorite celebrities if they sit long enough or search long enough and find it. Um, but a lot of that stuff is very repetitive. It's very liquidated. Sure. And we don't want to be selling the same stuff. That everybody else is so we try to be as unique as possible so we try to work with as many artists as we can that we're friends with or that we're fans of because we like to support those talented artists that we're friends with and whatnot um so the the skateboard for example that was that's probably the most popular and that was actually kevin's favorite he i mean he still talks about it
3: oh does he i i i unfortunately haven't heard him talk too much since He's been on the the tour, so I I just haven't had an opportunity to hear it. But uh, he's talking about it quite a bit.
2: Well, more and more so about like when he would when he would post about uh, Clerks three and, and name drop us, not so much the actual board itself.
3: I gotcha. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because a piece like that I would think makes it unique, not just for the people buying, but for. The meaning the the people that can to buy the product to get signed, but for the person signing, because like you said, Joe, if it's just a standard eight by twelve or whatever picture, this is different, you know. So, it it I would hope sticks in their minds quite a bit, you know.
1: Yeah, or, and we try to find unique pieces, especially with the VSQ signing. We spent a lot of time hunting down those unique items and special stuff that maybe you haven't seen in the view Askew universe, um, for a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. because there's so much merchandise out there. We wanted to offer a large variety of stuff, just merchandise wise. Um, so we really spent a lot of time looking for those unique items because especially with Kevin Smith, um, there's so much out there. Sorry. Um, you know, we Sorry. sit down, Uh, not not just merchandise that he put out there, his, you know, view askew put out there, but even like magazines, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe little off stuff that he like, uh, even TV guides, stuff like that, that may have been um, unusual that someone could have been like, Oh, that's really cool. I'd love to have that on my shelf. We we do take the time to do that. It may seem that it's, just cool to see it on a website or something, but we actually take a lot of time and effort and consideration when it comes to sourcing merchandise and stuff that we put up on our website. So, and even with someone that we have up now, Brendan Fraser, which has very limited merchandise out there, we do take the time to really scour, um, you know, the internet and our other sources to really find things that we can make available for signings and stuff. So it's not the usual eight by tens that right. you can go to conventions and you can go on to any other autograph pages, eBay, whatever else, and find, we really want to offer a unique products and set us apart from, and, um, other companies and offer our customers something unique.
3: And I haven't had a chance to go look. I, I know you announced the Brandon Fraser signing, but I haven't had a chance to go look at the products yet. What's the most unique piece you guys have for that one?
2: Well, right now we have uh, about, a do- about two dozen different uh, a 12 by 16 sizes. We like the bigger ones because if you get those framed up, once you get them at home, it sure. looks a lot closer than the basic 8 by 10, again, because it's not as common. Um, but what we do is I'll take screenshots from certain parts of movies. I'm not going to pick the same photo that I know is being done like repetitive. Right. I'll add my own little like Photoshop touches to it, I guess you can say. I'll add like custom borders to it. Or I'll add like other characters that I know could eventually sign it in the future for some of these fans, especially if I know that they might attend other conventions. Um, and we have, we don't have it posted yet, but we just got in the mail the original art piece of uh, a limited edition print that we're going to be doing. Okay. Um, I, char- I cherry picked, uh, five of probably our favorite Brendan Fraser movies, and then I picked like, the the exact character that i wanted and the the outfit and whatnot and we we decided how we want it laid out we picked a a hell of an artist and uh, she she nailed it Uh, it's so awesome so happy with it that's going to be up on the site soon okay and we have another print that's going to be kind of unique um that's actually (laughs) i saw
3: that look on your face there (laughs) actually I don't even know.
2: I mean, I know that they have that capability, but there's this artist that specializes in this.
3: Oh, should
1: should we give you an exclusive? Uh, uh, Please. Okay, it's going to be actually a 3D print. Oh. So yeah, so when you you with glasses, glasses you get you're going to get special glasses, and it's going to be put on. It's a 3D
3: print.
2: We're going to do airheads.
3: Yeah. Nice. See. uh, So. Uh, and this is not a knock on Brendan Fraser. I just am very particular about my style of, of movie, uh, as, as which is ironic being on a movie podcast. But that's where Rico comes in because he fills in the gaps. Yeah. But um, he because Rico loves those mummy movies. He really does. We've talked about them before. They're not my style just because I'm not into that style of movie. That's nothing against. Brendan or his performance, but so for me, though, like Airheads, Encino Man is like a... I don't even want to call it a guilty pleasure, because it's not really guilty. It's its something I wear loud and proud. It's just a fun movie, but, you know. You know, yeah. so... You'll
2: get a and, kick out of all the exclusive stuff that we have then, that we'll, we have coming up, because the, the characters that we try to focus on, when we when we are doing Brendan, you're going to see a lot of Encino Man, you yeah. see a lot of Airheads, you're going to see a lot of Bedazzled you're gonna see some monkey bone.
3: Oh, god! I uh, forgot about mid <laughs> Wow.
2: Yeah, because yeah. he's got like four or five characters in that movie, and they're all hysterical.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flash yeah, yeah.
2: from the past. I, I
3: feel is a that's, super underrated. Movie. That's one of Deb's favorite movies. My, my girlfriend Debbie. That's her, her favorite movie. She, we sat down and watched that. We had to watch it twice because I think we started it real late one night, and I fell asleep like two thirds of the way through because it was late, not because I wasn't enjoying it, but, um. That was a weird movie, but it was definitely one of those ones that's like you don't want to turn it off. Like you've gotta find out how it ends now, you yeah. know. So it was yeah. So but that's that's exciting. And it's kinda of
2: funny because with all the different channels that that are out there and satellites and different like sign up subscriptions and stuff that you can have out there. We both are even if we're not watching it we'll have stuff on in the background and over like the last couple weeks, like random Brendan Fraser movies, like have been randomly popping up. Meanwhile, if someone asks me, the last time I've seen a Brendan Fraser movie, it's probably been like a while because they don't come up on cable as often. Right. It's like coincidence. Yeah. We, I woke up this morning or yesterday morning, and yeah. the Scout was on, and like I, ha- I was just literally <laughs> thinking about that movie. That's a great movie. I love it. Yeah, just- and
1: it's like I'll go to bed and and be like, and it was like some.
2: It the was one of the mummy movie Reson something. It Channel, some, the yeah, man, yeah. yeah it was
3: something.
1: Yeah, it was one of his one of his early movies. And it's just like very random. And it's like, of course, now that we have a signing, all of his movies are on. And it's like otherwise, I haven't seen it. But in, like son-in-law. He's a quick cameo in son-in-law. Yeah. one of my one of my absolute favorite. In 90s the army copies.
2: now, he has the same cameo. I think. For, oh no, he's. I think he's one
3: of the sergeants or something.
1: Yeah,
2: but no, he in, was like. A,
3: in son-in-law, if I recall, he's actually the caveman, isn't he? Not
2: he's in the party. That's it. Yeah, he pulls a frog from Paulie Shore's yep. hat and yeah, yeah, he, he yep. Takes
1: a bite out of it, and, he, and his name is Link. Also, in that one quick that's moment, that's it. I,
3: yeah, I and blanked that, on the name
2: that I uh, put together. I did like a, it was like a three pitcher like twelve by sixteen, and it was like him with the hat, him with the frog, and then him taking a bite out of the frog. That's yeah. funny.
3: I, I like I said, I love that movie. That's one of my. It's I'm not yeah. going to pretend it's great cinema, but it makes me laugh. So
1: oh, I love, like, you know, I love, like, the Poly Shore universe. <laughs> if we talk about universes, the Poly Shore universe and, like, how he connects certain things in I feel, some of these movies, yeah.
3: I, I feel like he's a little underrated because of that whole weasel whatever thing, you know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: And he kind of had that, like, um, and he even talks about it himself when he uh, in interviews... He was like, um, like, like that Bible story when the he, the guy's hair gets cut and he loses his strength. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when when like Paulie Short cut his hair for in the army now. he's yep. Like that was it. Yeah. Like that was my luck.
3: <laughs> I have actually heard because he he comes on so. I don't know how familiar you guys are with Philadelphia Radio, but 93.3 has a morning show called Preston Steve Show that's got some credibility, and he comes on quite frequently, and he's even said, though, like, and maybe it's him trying to cover up what you were just saying, Actually, because I'm not saying he didn't say that, but now he's saying, like, well, he had to get away from that Paulie character, because he's not... What you saw in those movies, and for those old enough to remember when he was a VJ on MTV, like that was not, you know, Paulie. So yeah, well, you he know, said in but,
1: other interviews when he was forced to cut the hair, that was the end of the weasel. Yeah, you know, early on, you know, earlier um, interviews, he said that.
3: Right, um, right. So well, he,
2: he, he, yeah, he yeah, but he's a great guy.
1: Yeah, we actually well, saw uh, him a couple of times. Uh, in person at uh, the comedy uh, club up here. Okay. Um, first row, and he was very nice.
2: Yeah, that was actually pretty cool because we when we go to these comedy clubs because we're big autograph collectors. Sure. Depending on who it is, we always try to bring something to try to get them to sign it for us or whatnot. And Polly was one of these people, and uh, I had I think I had no I had a casino man, a Nasino man laser disc.
0: Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.
2: ...to the comedy club. And I guess where we were sitting, I just had it on the floor, leaning up against the leg of the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But from the angle, I guess the spotlight was like shining right on it or something. So he called me out for it. He's like, what is that, an album or something? So I held it up with a marker, and then he acted like he was going to sign it. He's like, ah, no, I'll sign it later. (laughs) And like everyone was laughing. I'm like, ah, oh, I just got blown off by Paulie Shore. Right. No shit. Like, before he got off stage, he got the mic. He's like, hey, where's that guy with the album? And I held it up. And they had me come up to the stage, and he signed me for
3: me. He was That's actually very cool awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Pauly- I guess my next question for you guys, and, and I, there's a whole bunch I still have, but I'm jumping all over the place. But but what yeah. we were just talking about kind of leads me here is, um, obviously, I know about, Again, the the let's call it the Esquire universe signing at this point because you've had three fifths of it or so at this, you know, and then you've got Brendan Fraser coming up, and then you've had Joey Lauren Adams, who's part of that as well. Who's the biggest celebrity to this point that you've gotten to come do this, not go and get an autograph from, but actually come and do this for you guys?
2: It had to be the the, the Kevin Jeff and Jay. Um, okay, especially because there was the three of them. Um, I had, right before we branded ourselves as Lulu, um, I had done a signing with, uh, the four girls from the craft, but it wasn't all four at the same time. It was two and then two of them, but okay. it wasn't as hectic. It wasn't as the quantity wasn't as big. Um, so it, it was definitely, a, there was, there's really no comparison between those two, but, uh, Jeff, because he was the biggest unicorn. Um, that we've been able to get. Cause I know a lot of oh, agents sure. when we first started trying to track him down, like the first 20 people that we talked to, were like, yeah, good luck. You're not going to get, it. you're not going to <laughs> get it. It didn't stop us. We just, every, everyone that we could find just told us that wasn't going to happen.
1: Um, Finally we got,
2: but, but yeah, those three were probably the, the biggest names to date. Uh, if we have this interview same time next year, the answer will be, be different. different. Um, we just don't have any contracts on it, so we can't talk about any of that. Fair. But we like to focus on unicorns when we can. So that's that's our goal for 2020. So it's going to be very interesting.
3: So uh, how do I want to phrase this? Do you prefer – I mean, Kevin's a pretty big name, period. But with all due respect to Kevin, as much as you know we all love him, You, we, we've all talked enough at this point that you, you know our respect for him as well. He's not like a, a Clooney or a Spielberg or a Lucas – do you guys want to stay more in that – I want to say B-range, but I don't say that as an insult to the people. I say it as, like, these these harder – like you said, unicorns. Like, you know, like – but Lucas isn't going to be any easier, but he's a higher level. So, like, do you know what I'm getting at?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we, we like to do both. What we try to do is we try to put a unicorn list together, and our unicorn list are – our favorite people. So that's how we start this list. How people like, Oh, who's, who's selling right now? Like our strategy is who would we like to meet? Who would we like to have a conversation with? What of our personal collection would we like to see signed? And then we're like, you know what? There's a lot of people that would like something like that signed. Let's try to get them.
3: Sure.
1: But so at the same time, you look at what kind of, um, look at the trends in conventions who has the long lines out the doors. It's mostly going to be people who have never come to a convention before and stuff like that. And not so much. I mean, you're going to get like Chris, Chris Hemsworth, let's say he, uh, you know, we, we went to New York comic con and we, and I met Paul Rudd and there was a line out the door. Right. Absolutely. going to have the Marvel people, but at the same time, uh, and again, I'm not. We're not trying to rag on anyone. And anything. No. But, I mean, Paul Rudd has a very long resume behind him, but there are other a-listers right now, currently, who do not have a long resume. Right. And are just starting out. But luck. But but luck. They drew the lucky straw, and one of their first, you know, real forays into into Hollywood is a Marvel film. Right. And um and so to
2: do the right movie, yeah, you're gonna wind yeah. up getting the bigger uh, office. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
1: you, you have someone who has maybe a longer resume. You might get someone who you might get you might have send ins for those people with who might send in multiple items as opposed to you might get someone only well, you might get one item for Marvel.
3: Right, you right. Have
1: to, you have to gauge popularity in that sense. Okay. Like, can they cover a large variety of genres? And do, does that does our do our customers have might have multiple items that we can provide this service for, as opposed to one singular item? So, I, so but a okay. list can be. Sorry, I did not mean to no, A no. look like, can be subjective.
3: Right, right. And and, and what I was going to just say is I I bet it's a, a hard balance between your own personal fandom and to your point honoring or or fulfilling what your customers would need or want. You know, and that's that's got to be a delicate balance, I would imagine.
1: Right. Like, like John Cleese is for, like in our minds in our perspective is an A-lister because he has such a long, sure, heavy resume. You know, someone who has had many awards, many nominations, all that. But someone else might say, but they're not, the John Cleese is not in a Marvel blockbuster current movie. His most current movie might be some children's movie you know harry potter i was just
3: gonna say i think it's harry potter when he plays the headless dude um yeah
1: or even more current that we're not aware of that you know he's filming but but his heyday may have been monty python so you know so so it's very it's very subjective but we try to cover things that someone can say hey i i in my hunk of junk that like we have behind
3: us (laughs)
1: I have a pile of stuff that John Cleese could sign, but I might have one piece, a poster that someone like in a Marvel movie or the new biggest blockbuster right. or something, you know, could sign, you know? So there's, there's checks and balances when it comes to something like that. So a list is like, you know, I sticking to a list, sticking to B list. We try to, we're going to try to, mix it up?
2: Yeah, we do a little bit of everything. I mean, because I grew up a wrestling fan and still am. Okay. Um, so, I mean, we also have plans to work with uh, a handful of professional wrestlers, both uh, current and retired. So, that that's going to be a blast for me on a personal level. And we kind of do the same thing, like who are some of my favorite guys and start putting them on, on the list. And then, who are some of my favorite guys now? We'll try to put some of them on the list, try to make some phone calls, emails, and See what we have
3: to do to get those for, for the fans.
1: Well, a lot of them have been in movies too.
3: True. No, right. very true. Um, yeah, I don't know, Joe, what do you think of Ready to Rumble, but I that movie gets me every time.
2: Yeah, that's one of my favorite. I actually have a, a, a personal piece that I have from that movie. Not actually from the movie, but it's uh, a movie theater mylar, which is just a thin plastic. Yeah. Air- Piece that you would see on like above the theater that would be illuminated, it's yeah. Like that, that sheet, so it's the logo, and I have it signed by sixty to seventy percent of the cast. Oh, so, so all the wrestlers that that are alive obviously um, have signed it. Uh, David Arquette loved it; he freaked out over Rose McGowan and Martin Lando uh, signed sign it. Before nice it um, last weekend, actually. Last weekend, I brought it to uh, Queens um, to the Wrestling Universe. a Little shout out. Um, they brought in some wrestlers, and Sid Vicious was there. Okay. And he's got his part in the movie, so I yeah, had him yeah, sign up. Yeah. No, I, I love the movie.
3: That, yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie. I, I Look, you, if you're a wrestling fan, I'm probably more, a little more casual than you from the sounds of it. But when they actually put Arquette in the ring in the real WCW, that's when they lost me a little bit. I thought that was a little too far. But that's another discussion. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, we have a tangential connection to AEW, so if you need help, I can see what I can do. But yeah,
2: yeah I would one hundred percent like that.
3: Um, I actually have a
2: buddy that I grew up with who's in NXT, but he can't pull strings like that, unfortunately, just because he's he's one of the guys. But um, but we're they- super proud of him, and I hope to work with him hopefully soon. But I would love some kind of hookup with with AEW. So I love Cody. I love the. I mean, I love all of them. All those guys. So. Um,
3: I'll I'll fill you in the details off off air, but and I can't guarantee anything. But I can see what I can do. Um, well, so I Ruben's guess
2: friend, I'll tell you a quick story, please. Uh, I actually hung out um almost a full weekend with uh Cody's dad. The, oh wow! Late great, great legend Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a cousin who has been around the indie scene for years. He was a jobber in WWF years ago. Um, uh, He used to wrestle Saturday and Sunday mornings Mm -hmm. and squashed. But uh, for the last however long, 15, 20 years, he's been in uh, Florida running a bunch of independent um, federations. And he was very close with uh, Dusty in the, the FCW days. And... He got him and Kevin Sullivan and Bubba the Love Sponge to do like a big, like four way match or a tag match or whatever it was, and uh, he had me come out for the weekend. And Dusty is one hell of a guy. He that man loved wings and he loved beers. He was so (laughs) cool. We went to the after after uh, the two different shows, and I mean, he's he's just like he was just a big teddy bear man. It was so awesome. I've gotten the chance to hang out and have drinks and eat and whatnot with. Tons of wrestlers that I grew up idolizing. Dusty was by far one of the fucking coolest.
3: Um, I don't know if you've had the opportunity yet, but there's a there's a show on Netflix that I am pretty sure you guys have heard of called The Toys They Made Is Yeah, and in. okay, because the most recent season is the the wrestling toys is the fourth the fourth episode I believe you- it is. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, is uh, he? Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch that. You'll give me the name and I'll. Check it out. But um, speaking of names. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle
0: is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's.
2: Right
1: now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just
2: $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.
3: Just to get kind of back on topic a little bit here. Um, you talked briefly a minute ago, or probably longer now, about branding yourself as Lilu Multiprops. Now, I know, and our fans should know what Lilu is because we did a commentary on the Fifth Element, but how did you come... I, I know the play that you're, you're working on here, but how did you come to that versus something else as the name of the company?
2: Uh, we got the Lelu name actually just by, by messing around with movie ideas. and it was that uh, Ashley one of Ashley's best friends, Steph, who coined us that name because she knew that we were fans of it and she knew that it, it, it would be fitting. And I think I was probably we were probably in our living room. And I was probably either holding or handling one of the the stones because we mm-hmm. have replica. Uh, can, actually, got replica candles made for me. Of
3: course, and, you do. Because why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And we have company over or something. I'm usually like tinkering around with stuff, so it was probably on the the coffee table anyway. And she knew that's one of our favorite sci-fi movies. So she's like, "Why not like multi props or multi pass something?" And we we went moving we multi props.
3: Yeah, yeah no, she
2: I, came up
1: with. She totally came up with the name. We're, we are releasing all respawn like, you know, uh, you know, credit legal to her. Rea-
3: legal action from Luke Basson. Yeah.
1: Um. No. <laughs> it, and she is actually our uh, her title in the company is the technical unicorn. So, um, all all props go to our uh, all props. <laughs> 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 all props go to our technical unicorn staff. Um she 100% came up with the name, and it, it was like spaghetti. When we you test spaghetti, we threw yeah. it against the, the the cabinet and it, and stuck. it stuck. And so uh, we loved it, and it worked out. And, and Joe is also an artist, and he did all the uh, graphic arts of cool. our uh, logo and everything. And in the logo, in the wheel, you see the little uh, elements. It's our little nod.
2: I have um, to go back certified. and look at that. Yeah. Uh, me- you about even our business card is actually drawn and cut in the shape of uh, multi pass. I love it. like a multi pass because we don't want any no. legal issues. So I had sure. to kind of redraw it and add like our own little touch to it.
3: Sure, sure, sure. Well, and I don't know who runs your Twitter, and that's not my business, but whoever does and reached out to us months ago about helping you guys promote the Jeff Anderson yeah, uh, signing. <laughs> um, so I, as. As you would imagine, Rico and I run this like a business and there's no dictatorship. So we talk about things all the time. And when you guys reached out, I, I contacted Rico and I'm like, all right. So this company's doing this signing with Jeff Anderson of all fucking people and they want us to st- help him promote it. And he goes, Oh, what are they called? And I said, Leelo multi props. And before anything else, he went, multi And it just, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely catching the 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 audience. I think you guys are aiming for. I would think you know. So it's it's pretty cool. I love it personally for for what if that means anything. But yeah. Um, a so different. I mean, we we love all
2: the companies that are out there. I just feel that a lot of them are more proper and more professional. And oh sure. There's like more common names like added to their name. Like there's a lot of companies out there that I feel like that. It might just get uh, like lost in translation or like kind of mixed together because it might just be a couple initials with like collectibles underneath or signatures underneath. Uh, they'll use very common words. Right. So we kind of wanted to something that kind of was very like poppy.
1: Something different. No.
2: Yeah. We, totally. We, we love the bright colors. So we, we, we love the fact that we can use like that that bright orange color as much as possible.
3: Um, yeah, well, I, I mean,
1: stole that idea from Fire Festival.
3: There you go. Um, no, but, but to your point though, it's always like it's like ABC Entertainment or something like that, and you guys have this name that I feel like well, it's it's almost like an earworm for a song, but in a good way, like where it just gets in there and you don't forget it. You know what I mean? Like I think that's a, a good thing. So, um, no, uh, with with. All puns aside, props to you guys for coming up with it. Ashley, we have view askew stuff to talk about though. So we need to we need to get into that because I, I definitely have some things that I'd love to know. But the the first thing I have to ask you about is something that Henry brought up to us. Um, uh, actually, before I get there, the last thing I did want to say, because you mentioned the fifth element being one of your favorites. If you were not aware, we actually have done a full commentary. Of The Fifth Element as one of our episodes.
2: You were saying I'm going to have to go check that out. I'm yeah.
3: yeah. So, And when we do it... What's that? Car.
1: He has the ability to listen in the car. So he will do that.
3: To and from work.
1: Uh, to and from, uh, from work. Podcast.
3: Yeah. And, and 99% of the time, I'd say that's the perfect place to listen. This is not the one to do that one on. Because we line it up to the movie. Now, I'm not saying uh, you don't know the movie, Joe. But like we yeah, you tell you... It's this second mark, hit play now, and we run. So
1: Maybe one night when the baby's sleeping.
3: Yeah. We've done it with, just quickly, we've done it with Fifth Element, Aquaman, Clerks, and Batman 89. Those are the ones we've done so far. So, I feel like I'm missing one, because that's only four, right? And we've done five. Because we did the Fifth Element as our fifth commentary on purpose. Like, that's why we did that one fifth. Um, so I'm, I feel like I'm missing one in there somewhere, but yeah. Sounds
2: like
3: fun. Oh yeah, we've had a lot of fun with it. We're actually, I will, you gave me an exclusive, I'll give you an exclusive, you know, it's my show, (laughs) but still, we are doing a tournament. Well, it was going to be a tournament, now we've narrowed it down to one day. So we're taking four non-Christmas, Christmas movies, and... I will let the listeners know, because by the time they hear this, it'll only be a week old. Um, We're taking Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, Iron Man 3, and Batman Returns. And we are arguing which one is the most Christmas, non-Christmas movie, if that makes sense. Like, which one is actually the most Christmas movie of those four? And then the winner of that debate will be our first commentary of 2020. I
1: like that.
3: So that's what we're doing there. But now, getting back to the view of world. Henry tells a story th- about you driving him back to New York City, which, thank you for that, by the way. Um, but he says that you, you're in the elevator with Jeff. I believe he said the elevator. I could be wrong about that. And you... Said something to the effect of okay, well, Kevin Smith are up there ready to. Kevin and Kevin Kevin and Smith, wow. Kevin and Jay are up there ready to go, and all the stuff's ready to sign. And he looks at you and goes, Why are Kevin and Jay here? So fill in the blanks, please.
1: Henry is a liar. No.
3: Henry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Nah, that it's, it's, um
3: it's like a game telephone it, yeah
1: it's a, little, it's a little bit of a game of telephone um so
3: i doubt it was on purpose for what it's worse <laughs>
1: yeah. no 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 it's fine so um actually jeff arrived first and i think what mm. i think what henry uh, might have misunderstood is um jeff walked in and was a little shocked at the amount of stuff that we had i don't think cuz i cuz he's been kind of removed really from the view universe yeah for so long i don't think he realized how much merchandise there was out there um so he was like he did the whole like stiff like
2: he wasn't expecting that that level yeah
1: right yeah like like the you know the randall like the randall
3: walk yeah
1: yeah he kind of like did that and was like holy sh! can we can i curse
3: yes of course
1: yeah he was like holy shit so he was like really taken aback about because like we literally had that we had the presidential suite. We got upgraded because um, some guys were uh, pulling a uh, fear and loathing in our actual suite and didn't refuse to leave. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they upgraded us to the presidential suite, which actually actually really worked out because we still we, we did not it. have enough room in our this gigantic Holy suite. shit. So there was like things everywhere there was there was not even a like really room to sit down um there because like there was really only enough chairs to sit down for like them for the to ones kind, signing yeah for them yeah. to sign like kind of move around to these stations and um there was just like merch everywhere there was thousands of pieces it was it was
2: jerseys ridiculous. on the couch yeah while we i had to utilize every space that we could
1: yeah and um so he came first and then i went downstairs, I got a call saying that, um, that Jay had arrived. So I went downstairs and then he went to the bathroom and, and then luckily while he was at the bathroom, Kevin arrived and we all came up together. Um, and he asked if Jeff had arrived and I said, yeah, he's upstairs. He's, you know, getting situation situated. And I guess because they hadn't really spoken in a while, I've I, seen each other or seen each other, you know, maybe, they weren't sure if they were going to be in the same room or if they right. really do their own stuff and be in separate corners and then go about their business. So they didn't No one really knew what was going to happen. So they walk in and it was just kind of like three seconds of like, what is going to happen?
3: <laughs> right.
1: Like, is someone going to throw a punch? Is someone <laughs> going to is someone gonna hug? And and literally, Kevin was like, "Look, it's El Jefe," and they hugged, and it was like, it was great, and um, and they just kind of went to signing, and it was back and forth, and everything was pleasant, everything was great, and um, and and, and everything, that, and, and that was it. I just don't think they realized that they were all gonna be in the mm-hmm. same room at the same time. I think they thought that they were. Someone was going to be there earlier. Someone was going to be there later. I didn't think they realized they were all going to be there at the same time, um, and which especially, actually made it better.
2: Especially because Jeff has never done anything like this before. Yeah. Right,
3: right. Yeah.
1: So, And then later, after it was all over, um, Kevin asked Jeff to speak on the balcony, which was very nerve-wracking. Um, for. And then they spoke for about half an hour. And then Jeff said, okay, thanks, guys. It was great. Um, and then left. And then...
0: Uh,
1: Um, by that time, Jay was already gone, and then Kevin was, like, <laughs> you know, did, like, the whole, like...
3: For oh for God, those man. who can't well, see, Ashley's got the double thumbs up with that grade that Kevin gets, so she did right. that very well. Anyway, go ahead. That
1: yeah, was my best Kevin Smith, like,
3: thumbs up impression. Well done. <laughs> well, and, and I guess that's the indication that, you know... Clark's three, which he's since announced, so we're not breaking any news, but yeah. yeah.
1: But, you know, he relayed what had happened and the, their, their discussion, and, you know, it was like, and so obviously we decided to wait until he made his own announcement. That, that's his business, not
3: ours. Of course. Of course. So. We, we knew two
2: minutes after the handshake was
1: happening. We just
2: couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: his business to say, not ours. Of course. And then I brought him downstairs and we just had like a really nice, like we were chums, like, you know, conversation while we waited for, uh,
2: but it was a lot longer for his the, car. that was condensed in like a, a minute's worth, but the signing was definitely a lot longer. There was a oh, yes. lot of, of course, of course, but Jeff, but Jeff was definitely taken back because one of the things that I, I wanted to talk to him about was how often he had signed autographs. Cause I know that there's a, a few dozen people out there that have them. Um, from getting them in the wild and whatnot. And <clears throat> he said that the only other time that he signed bulk items like that was when I believe it was Upper Deck did a limited release of clerks trading cards. I believe it I was remember Upper
3: that. Deck. Yeah.
2: Um, and he said that that was the only time. And all it was is they had a representative from the company go up with a box of cards or the stack of cards and went up to his house or hmm. wherever it was or his office, I guess, And he just signed for the hour or two, signed the cards. But when he walked in and he sees a grand piano with all these like gold movie banks and tons and tons of Randall action figures, (laughs) hundreds of posters and all these photos that people had sent in and stuff, he was so taken back. He was like, I've never seen so much merchandise like this in my life. He he didn't think that it was going to be that much of a turnout. He figured that it was going to be standard – However, many pieces like just photos of, right. of him, or so he he was very impressed that, and, and very honored that all these fans from around the world uh, had sent items in.
3: I I wonder what that's like. I wonder what it's like to I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Like. You know, we we as fans, because I I think it's safe to say all three of us are equal fans of the view askew world, if not many other things, of course. But for the topic at hand here, you know, so for us, Jeff Anderson, like you said, is a unicorn, and in his mind, he's like I'm just a dude, and that's you know, because Kevin, while he's not arrogant, realizes his place. Do you know what I'm saying? And and Jay, even to a maybe a lesser extent, but. Jeff's right there for all of us, you know, and yeah. he just, it's, it's like right over his head.
2: So, it is a perfect example is like all the time you, Kevin, like obviously he's doing it to promote his work, but he loves his work. Like, he's always wearing his shirts. Sure. You know what I mean? Always wearing fan shirts that people made for him. He was wearing our shirt before with the VHS, and Jay, the same thing. Like, he always, like, they just love wearing like their Snoogans and what. Jeff, we tried to give him, like, uh, a bunch of, like, goodies and merchandise and anything that, like, was blatant, like, clerks-related or viewers rescue related he didn't want because he didn't like to wear that stuff in public anyway. He huh. took a couple of Reapers hats because that's, like, not as obvious, but he's like, I don't really – he's like, I'm not into it. He's like, I don't really have a lot of that stuff. So maybe he just likes to keep that outside his front door. You know what I mean? Maybe he likes to come home and not – have that some guys might not mind and maybe right that's that's why he's at where he's at i mean every, every to each his own but
1: and you know, Ke- kevin smith says he's the no he's his number one fan right all the time and you know he he lives his brand he is his brand and he's made he's built himself on himself
2: <laughs> he felt bad right. taking a skateboard we gave kevin a skateboard yeah. he like, you sure he's like i know that like I can just tag it, and it would just be great for you guys, especially because they're limited and stuff. I, he's like, I feel bad. I'm like, no, no, really. He's like, he was so I do. Excited. He's like, I do love clerks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love myself,
1: um, Did- but it's but, but Jeff is was so, very humble, um, but and very nice, and uh, you know, you couldn't. He could, he's just like an average dude. He's yeah. li- built an average. It's like a regular life, or some married. Paul
2: Honestly, yeah. man, Red is like a Paul Bunyan where he's at. Is he? Well, he cool? like, yeah, he's stuff. No, I think it's badass. Honestly, yeah. I mean, he was talking about like how he's had to like trap and like sadly like kill certain snakes before because they've either gotten to his house like too close to the house. It's pretty hardcore. Like bears, like yeah, I got bears like all the time and stuff. I'm like no, oh, no shit. He's like yeah, I had a rattlesnake the other day. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, just, just as to, like as you do. We're all trying to picture like, like this Rand- Randall. Randall, yeah, chasing like a
3: rattlesnake or a bear or whatever like yeah it's a bear. <laughs> now you well Ed, he kind of did the animated thing but that's a whole nother conversation um but i i get your point did you you mentioned that he seemed a little overwhelmed at first when he saw all the merchandise did he seem to come to, i hate to use the word come to terms but I don't, I don't think i have a better way to put it Did he seemed to come to like grips with it i don't know but you know what i'm trying to say like
2: he got very comfortable very fast. After like the initial like six or seven minutes of, of, of the three guys talking, it was like. It was like
1: they were back in the quick yeah. stop.
2: Everyone was just chilling, yeah. relaxed. of our anxiety and stress levels went down because like all the work and effort that we put in. Obviously we were like a nervous wreck and I had spent like almost full two days setting up the suite. Right. Like so super OCD with what markers go where. Uh, we tried to help everybody with, with the post-its or quotes that they wanted and, and everything. So we had to have those labeled with who's got what, what color, which goes where, what action figures, who's signing what, because it was difficult. The difficult part of having all three guys was not every item was getting signed by all three guys. Right,
3: right. Not a lot of
2: stuff that Kevin had signed in the past that only Jeff and Jay or just Jay or just Jeff or there were items that. Just Jay had signed and Kevin needed to sign. So we had to have like certain tables, like actually like sectioned off, like for just for Kevin or just for J just for Jeff, just for Jevin NK or Kevin and J. Ah.
1: And then and <laughs> Kevin, God bless his soul. Um, he's such a wonderful guy. I mean, but he must, he must be signing stuff in his sleep. Um, so- his hand must just sign, go like this in his sleep with no pen or his wife must just put like things under his hands when he sleeps because <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> because this man doesn't stop moving. No, you know maybe that's the key to his weight loss.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because he
1: doesn't he? Doesn't he? Literally cannot stop doing something. And I mean, he's just like he's just a, the greatest person. And it's not this is not a bad like habit or a bad thing. Sure. But he's sitting there and, and and he actually finished all of his autographs and he's just like um then we had these hockey pucks that we had signed but as we had we, but we brought extra as paperweights for the um for the, for the for the posters and he's like give me those those hockey pucks and he just started signing them yeah. give me more give me more of those hockey pucks give me give me and, just, and he just like was like i'm just sitting here just give me more stuff to sign just just Give it to me. Yeah,
2: he said he's like, I was like, he's like we're just printing stop. money. He's like, I'm hanging out. He's like, I still got a little bit of time. He's like, stop. Just give me and just he's just
1: like, I just want to do something with my hand. He was very nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: If, yeah. He's
2: not he's trying to help somebody else, which is which is what makes Kevin Kevin. I yeah. mean, it was very nice of him. So what we've done, what we've done a few times already, and we're, we're hoarding some for, for future contests. But all the all the items that Kevin did, because he did sign a couple other items additional besides the pucks, um, that was extra on top of the, the contract that we had and what we had from our customers. So what we're doing is we're actually taking that and we have that on a separate shelf and we're using all those items for like freebies and giveaways and stuff like that. Um, so that way we have a nice yep. little stash of stash that won't go so fast and
3: yeah.
2: a lot of fans will get opportunities yes. to win them.
3: You have two podcasters that are really big fans of theirs and yours. I'm just saying, um, but <laughs> no, I, you know it's funny because it's great to hear you guys tell that story because it just adds to the data that I've gotten about Kevin. And what I mean by that, it is. You know, they always say it's it's scary to meet your heroes or the people you admire because they could be one way on television or their movies or whatever and be a completely different person behind the scenes. And prior to getting into this, not just this interview with you guys or this conversation, but just this whole podcasting world that I'm now knee-deep in, especially with Cause we we've gotten to connect with a lot of people that have connection to Kevin, you know, people like you guys, and then people to talk to him on a regular basis that we've gotten gotten to be friendly with, and I'm getting the same kind of story slash vibe from all of them, and like it's it, it, so even if I never meet him, I I know now what it would be like if I did. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's that's a nice feeling because I'd hate to have this admiration for someone like him, and then. Find out he's just you know like this screaming asshole you know. It sucks. It's
2: sad when that happens.
3: Yeah.
1: When uh, when I think at the when we met at the quick stop, I told you guys the story, but for the sake of everyone else listening, I'll say it again. Please. So, all right. Sorry if I am a repeat here, but the first time I met Kevin, I, it was about oh god, a long time ago. It must have been about ten ish years ago, 10, 12 years ago, and I was walking out of. Um, a hotel in New York City. I was walking outside, minding my own business on a silly BlackBerry. That's how long ago it was. Um, I do
3: remember this story, but please continue because it's a good story.
1: Yeah, and I, I, and if you remember, our blackberries the buttons were super duper tiny, and I hated I have, the
3: Blackberries.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like not quite six feet tall but so i have very large hands um so my big fingers and tiny buttons do not do well so i'm focused <laughs> on trying to, and to like the three taps on those buttons mm-hmm. to get like the last letter of that you need on the button so i'm trying furiously like you know furiously trying to like trying to get the text out and I, someone comes out of, I think it was the Four Seasons Hotel on 57th Street, and I literally co- physically collide with them, and I look up, and it's Kevin. And um, so 12 years ago, maybe it was Jay and Silent Bob strike back. Let's sounds about right.
3: Say. Yeah. Sounds yeah.
1: Right. And um, he was wearing his Silent Bob jacket, and he looks up at me, and he puts his hands, obviously no one can see me besides you. CJ on my shoulder and goes I am so sorry. <laughs> and I and I and I and the, the soul left my body. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched myself from above. It was an out of body experience. Right, right. And I didn't say anything. And he as quick as the interaction was, he was in his car and gone and my soul returned to my body <laughs> and I and I started breathing again. And I was like, "You idiots! Like the person that whose movies you love just just touched you and <laughs> left, and you didn't do anything." Yeah. And and when I was at the signing, I, I I had this like few moments when I was helping him. Actually, was giving him the hockey pucks actually, and I told him the story, and and again. He put his hand on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my soul didn't leave. <laughs> oh, that's now, good. I'm yeah. Like with celebrities, and I'm like, if you treat them as like a normal human being, they appreciate it Sorry. more than if you stick your tongue up there. You know what?
3: Right. And you can curse <laughs> on this show. It's okay. You could have said ass, but that's all right.
1: <laughs> um, I, I do have two kids, so sometimes I block my I filter. That's sometimes.
3: that's so, fair. And yeah. And
1: he goes. And look at us now, ten years later. And I, it was, I was like, "Can you adopt me?" <laughs> <Right>?
3: <laughs> like, Wha-
1: the guys, so nice. He, but he was like, "That was my go-to like hotel for so many years." Yeah. That definitely, like, that interactionally like, totally happened. Like, that there was no chance that wasn't me. Like, he was like, "That was my hotel for many years back then." Like, that was. That definitely happened. I definitely right. physically collided with you. I'm so sorry that we did that. <laughs> like well, I, I'm not.
3: And <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, right. But I mean, to your point of treating like humans or, or like people, it's like, and we talked about this on the, when Henry and I recapped our trip. But when we met Walt, you know and I'm not saying anything negative about Henry, but Henry kept kind of, like, flaunting to a degree, and he out it back after, as you do. You know, you get that first initial whatever. But, like, I asked him a couple questions, and then he and Maxwell from Tell Him Steve they've gotten into a conversation about football, and I just jumped in and started talking football with him for 45 minutes, and that was more fulfilling to me than any question about anything he did in Clerks or any of those movies that I could have asked him.
1: Oh, I met... I met um Will Wheaton, or as I say, Will Wheaton, (laughs) um, (laughs) um, at a convention, I got something signed for someone, and instead of talking about Star Trek, which I've never watched a single episode of, or um, Big Bang Theory, I spoke to him about Iron Maiden, his favorite band, my favorite band, and I said, hey, I have an extra ticket, Will Wheaton, would you like to come with me? And he was like, if I could stay in New York an extra day, I would.
0: And
3: I was like, darn you, Will Wheaton. Yeah, right. Um, but,
1: like, we had a better conversation about Iron Maiden and I have like this memory now of like shooting the shit with Will Wheaton about Iron Maiden than talking about shows I don't watch.
3: Right. Right. And then, yeah, I had the same thing because he busted my chops about the Eagles with talking about walt um i won't give you my opinion on iron maiden because i'm enjoying this interview but we'll leave it at that um
1: now we have a problem
3: i we figured we problem. might yeah so yeah yeah. so interview over yeah damn it um no done. done click i'm kyle
2: this is steven together we host a show called boar meets world Tell them what we cover on Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World, but that's not all, is it? No. Now, we cover life experiences. Ours... Oh, son of a... (laughs) (laughs) All right, just check out the show, please. We really... (laughs) We really need it. Okay? We need a win. Just check us out. We talk about the show Boy Meets World. Each episode of our show, we run parallel for an episode of Boy Meets World where we will examine the show. That's way too much. What happens, you know, our life, how it relates to it, experiences. I can't believe you're still recording. I am recording this. <laughs> Check it out, guys. You'll get some hilarious stories from me and Steven from our childhood. You'll get a great...
3: <laughs> ah, I lost it. Well, the next thing I guess I should ask you about, really, is Jay has been giving you guys some credit about the clerics 3 coming to be, um, I guess my question is how accurate do you feel that is? I guess. Yeah. So,
2: uh, Jay giving us shout outs and, and credit. Um, that's pretty accurate. I mean, they, we were the ones that we were the ones that got the guys to sit down again. Um, we reached out to, uh, ZSC, ZSC, and uh, they had—they already had access to to Jay, um, and then they did their magic to to reach out. Um, Kevin to, to and Jeff. Kevin and Jeff, and Jeff obviously was the first one we wanted to try to grasp on onto, and that took probably about a year's worth of work, like phone calls, and emails. Really,
3: and- I didn't yeah. realize it was that. <laughs> yeah,
2: could also be another reason why no one's really gotten. It. No one probably wanted to put in the work or whatever.
3: He's okay. a
1: tough nut to crack, but we got
2: him.
3: Yeah. Did you get the impression he would do it again for you now that it, you've you've had him come to it once? Or do you think that was a one and done kind of thing? Um,
1: he wrote for, us a thank you note.
3: for For others or conventions or other
2: signings, I can't say because I don't know if he would expect it to be the same way that we did it. But he was very impressed with how professional um, and how organized it was for us. Um, we actually got, uh, got a personal email from him uh, the following week thanking us in, on how smooth and comfortable we were able to make it for him because he didn't know what to expect.
3: Sure, sure.
2: And we didn't like super geek out or super fan out or anything. So I think he really appreciated that as well. We obviously yeah. talked about clerks related stuff, but we did it on like a different level than like right. super, super fans might, like right. if they've never met a celebrity before or never met one of the guys before. Um, but he, he loved the way that we had everything organized. He didn't really have to ask us too many questions about what needed to be signed or what where. So just because of how OCD we got, mainly me with the, the post-its and labeling and markers and, we would try to make it as easy, as smooth as possible for everyone. Even Joey, Joey Lauren Adams, um, she complimented a few times She's when, so when nice. we did her. She uh, she was very, uh, very sweet, and she was very impressed with the, the layout that we had. Um, and we worked on a smaller level with her, too, in a smaller room, too. Right. And still made, we still made it happen, and, and she was very impressed.
3: She's gorgeous, by the way. Oh, I had a crush on her as far back as I can remember. So. But
1: it's like, you know— She's just even like, you know, in uh Chase Gaming, she was gorgeous, you know, yep. but even now, you know, how many years later, she's still gorgeous and the sweetest person ever. You know, um, uh, we had our our baby with us and our even our baby bathed Um, and she was much younger than she was probably, you know, nine months, mm-hmm. ten months at the time. Um, and she was just Really chill with a lot, you know, letting us have the baby there. And she was really nice and everything. And she was just a real pleasure to work with. I was really, I was really happy because, you know, you don't know what to expect, you know. Right.
2: And she's he- also a connection to Pauly Shore as well.
3: Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, and he, the thing with Joey for me that I've always been curious about, and you've kind of already answered this just by what you were just telling me was like, because I've seen her on panels. Where she's never been like bitchy. I don't want to make it sound like that because she wasn't, but it was like kind of like she wanted to move on past like mall rats and chasing Amy and, and, and into the, to other things. And I've always kind of gotten that impression from her, but from what you're telling me, it sounds like she embraces it a little more than I guess it comes across in those panels. I don't know.
2: Just because – I think also because Joey does do a handful of uh, conventions. Uh, most of these conventions are doing Q&As. Most of the big fan base that are going to these things, that are meeting Joey or going to her panels, are USQ fans. They're more mar- sure. at the So nine out of ten times their questions are going to be related to that. So maybe she's – it's it's a little different because maybe she's feeling a little like pigeon-held at – conventions per se right for movies as opposed to when she was doing the signing with us we weren't necessarily talking about mall rats we might for about five minutes but then we're jumping to this we're jumping to big daddy we're jumping to this film that she did or this camera that she had here or whatever or what she did the previous vacation that she did with her friends like or that kind of stuff shooting
1: the shit and just talking about and you know she was you know chatting you know cooing around you know and being a little cute with my daughter and stuff like that. Something a right. little bit different than the norm, you know?
3: Well, yeah, and I mean, from a movie perspective, and this is not meant as a disrespect to her, but the only two things that jump out at me that aren't Kevin are Daisy Confused and Big Daddy, you know? I'm not saying she hasn't done more, and I'm sure if I look up her IMDb, I'll be like, oh, crap, I forgot about that one. But, you know, I mean, like, That's... what's that? Biodome. Oh that's right she is in that. I forgot about that. That's the that connection to Paula. We are
1: talking Polly Shore before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: I come on. I'm you know how many movies there are out there. Anyway, so she, didn't, she did enjoy talking. She was more I guess excited
2: when we when I started to bring up questions or talk about different parts of say Dazed and confused than when I was talking about Rats. It's like, "Oh, okay." In her head, is probably like, all right, I've, I'll offer I've that one five million times. Right. 50
3: times, 100 times. Yeah. Well, to, to be fair, though, I mean, like, I guess she probably gets more Mallrats questions because she showed up oh, topless, God. like, three oh. times. But, like, chasing Amy is far superior to the role, you know.
0: <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle? Is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast? The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's.
1: Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory
2: sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot
0: be combined with combo meal.
3: Primarily because she's a star, but you know beyond that, it's just a better fucking film. Like, I, I love Mallrats, don't get me wrong, but Chasing Amy just, you know, miles ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Which is one that I think we, Rico and I will ultimately commentate, we just haven't gotten there yet, but yeah.
1: That was a know.
3: good one. Yeah, it, the... Without getting into a whole discussion, because I would have loved to do it, but I know we've been talking for a while already, and it's late for all of us. But, like, it's one of the few Kevin movies that's very... I hate to use the word dated, but I don't have a better one. I don't think you could make Chasing Amy today, you no, know? we're not. And you could make Mallrats. You could make Clerks. You could make most of the other View Askew Movies, you can't remake Chasing Amy.
1: You no. could make Mall Rats, but it would have to be like if it was a, a sequel to Mall Rats, it'd be how the mall is dying.
3: Well, yes, and that's what Mall right. Bratz was supposed to be. The sequel he was going to make out here in Philly was supposed right. to kind of be about that. But the, the point, though, is it, it's to your point, actually, yes, the malls are dying, so you'd have to shift that dynamic, but the. The interactions with Brody and T and TS wouldn't have yeah. to be very different, you know. All that stuff wouldn't have to be very different. The 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 Banky holding Alyssa dynamic would have to be a hundred percent different now, you know.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're right. But speaking, of jumping off that, please, if there was to be a modern day mall, like mall rat, it would have to be like in an Amazon warehouse. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, or- it would have, like that's how it would have to be like in a big box, like warehouse type thing. Like it would end up being kind of like 40 year old virgin, like that yeah. type, yeah, like box warehouse in the back, you know, competing warehouses or something like that.
3: Oh, for sure. I guess, I guess that, um...
1: Or the person in the background.
3: You know, I, I again, like I said, it's starting to get kind of late, and I don't want to hold you guys, and I, you've been very gracious with your time, so thank you to both of you for, it's, it's been fun. But, actually I think, I think we'd be remiss to end this without discussing the fact that we were one of the, some of the first people to step foot in RST in you know, twenty plus years. Now he's had other fans come out and help him do some remodeling since we were there and that's awesome and and whatever. He, What's that?
1: Whatever. How dare
3: he Yeah, right? I mean, come on. We were supposed to be the only until the grand fucking opening, but whatever. It's documented that I was first with Henry. So I'll take I, it.
1: I didn't even get I didn't get any credit at all.
3: Oh that's alright. If you feel read Henry's post, I didn't get any credit for my time there either, so it works out. Um. Anyway, <laughs> love you, Henry, but anyway, that said, it, how cool is it what he's trying to accomplish up there with that? Oh,
1: oh it's amazing. I mean, I think he has, like, you know, I think it's great that he, that Tucker has taken, you know, kind of like what, what Joe and I have, like, this idea um, and this vision and kind of run with it um, and he has this um this great plan and and i and i really hope he does really well with it because and now with with Smod castle going in um not next door
3: two basically door,
1: well it's basically you know it's almost next door it's two doors down i think see it, the well the entrance
3: is two doors down but i think they bought both spots and i think they're opening it into the one
1: that that space, the tattoo shop, the tattoo like,
3: shop yeah. yeah, they bought that, and they bought the other place, and I think they're opening that into one big theater space, so, essentially, next door, yeah. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, it it's gonna become, like, a USQ Central, so I think it's, you know, whether, I mean, obviously, it wasn't intentional with Tucker, he was there first, um, but, <laughs> I was there first, um, yeah. but, you know... <laughs> It was. It ended up being really perfect timing for Tucker and I. And you know, obviously, I wish him all the best. And I think it's what he's doing is great because otherwise, it's, we would have sat there unoccupied.
3: And, yeah. it, and people
1: go there anyway and take photos just in front of the door.
3: But uh, now, we yeah. did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've done it before too. Do it. I mean, I've done. It. It. I've done it before yeah.
2: too.
1: And I've tried to peer in and see all those piled up tapes you know, before, you know, years ago. And, um, I think, um, I think it's a good idea to kind of reopen it and kind of let people go in there. Just kind of like now with, with, uh, the secret stash, you know, not, you know, five, seven minutes away. And, uh, 15 and the-
3: actually being sorry. Yeah. I only know that because we did the trip twice
1: yeah. Yeah. Fire, so. I drive. No, I'm kidding. Well, I'm <laughs> joking. It would have um, been
3: fair. I had Henry as a passenger. If I was by myself, I probably could have done it faster too. But anyway, go ahead.
1: Was Henry like pretending to drive on in your passenger <laughs> car? Was he, like, no, no. I think.
3: Yeah, I think he was just enjoying just sitting back. But yeah. So.
1: Uh, I'm sure he was actually pretend, like like absent mindedly pushing a fake pedal. Probably like a, like a mysterious, like non-existent pedal because that's the side he's supposed to drive on. Sure, sure. Um, so you know, with quick stop, you know, there and then now RST going back there, it's Modcastle, Castle, and then you know, not too far away, you know, <laughs> the dash, you know, it's it's kind of like a little mini, like people call it, like a view Askew or Kevin Smith Mecca, but now it kind of is.
3: It really is, yeah.
1: And, 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 you know, people on like the Kevin Smith page on Facebook, it's a little shout out to them
3: with wonderful
1: admins.
3: Oh, no. Are you one of the admins?
1: No, I'm not. Oh. But I, I was, I was trying to do a little like shout out to them and I was smiling, but I forgot. they're all very nice. They're, they're great. And nice. I forgot no, that yeah. this is not going to be a visually recorded interview. No. Um, <laughs> so, but shout out to Laura, the wonderful admins of Laura and Gavin. Um, and, um. But uh, that that page, they a lot of people say, oh, I have to make the trip out there you know, to, to the quick stop and to the stash. But now it really is becoming like a destination.
3: Well, yeah, and that's one of the things like, and I'm sure I'm not putting anything out there that's, that's not allowed, but like Tucker was talking to me when we were all standing there that night and he was saying to me, he's like, his biggest fear is sustaining the business once it gets going. And I said- Tucker, look where you are, man. You're smack dab between Stop and what's going to be Smodcastle. You're going to get foot traffic just by location, you know. Yeah, I mean, so,
1: I get his fears. I get I get, I get it, too. At, yeah. like, a, a pure video rental store, probably not going to get video rentals like, like RST used to. But as maybe a merchandise and like touristy place, probably.
3: Well, he he's gonna do both according to him. So, I and I hope it works for him. Like, I, yeah. I, I really wanted to work for him. I, I we spent a lot of time there that night between yeah. you know, as long
1: as it's a good balance, I think it would work very well. Yeah. Just not to not you know, 100% videotapes because yes. people won't go there to rent videotapes. But as long as it has a really good balance and does it the right way, I think it's going to be very successful. And I and I want it to be successful for Tucker. I think he has a, a really good idea there, and
2: we're excited and, to see
1: it. Yeah, and 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 he's a so great I'm. guy, and he deserves to have this work for him. So I, I really want to see this work for
3: him. So um, I, I so know I'm. I'm tr- going to try to make it up for the grand opening, depending on when he does it, so I'm going to try to go back out there for that, but, yeah. So Well, then we'll have to have a... We'll all have to get together again, but, yeah. We're,
1: we're inviting ourselves now, so, Tucker, when you're listening, we're going to be there <laughs> whether you invite us or not, so we're coming.
3: Yeah, we're, we're, we're all coming. I'm trying to get Rico to come out, honestly. That's, that's the biggest challenge. You know, you guys talk about your unicorns. Mine's getting Rico out of fucking Oakland. Um... But- <laughs> you know, that <laughs> well, said,
1: they, they go RSC in front of him. Then he'll come.
3: Well, there's some stuff I'll share with you later today. Um, may do that. But, um, one of the things that we do with on pot Askew, though, cause I, I feel like we're probably getting ready to wrap things up a little bit. But one of the things we do, uh, for our interviews, which is so odd and people give us some crap about it, we want to know if you have any questions for us. now normally that would be for both Rico and I, but since it's just me, you can still ask and I'll do my best. So if you have them, there's no pressure if you don't
2: if uh, if you guys could have your top three picks of any kind of celebrity to have on via Skype or on the actual podcast like who who would the top three be?
3: Um, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I don't know if I can give you an order. I don't know that I could do that. No order. You can just be your top three. Sure. Like, we'll, um,
2: we'll be one, one, but, and one.
3: <laughs> right, right. No, I get you. Um, I can tell you that Rico has been campaigning on Twitter very hard to get Mark Hamill. He's. Okay. He has been tweeting it at him relentlessly. I'm waiting for the restraining order, to be honest with you, because I think it's getting there. Um, so <laughs> I I think just in fairness to Rico and that he's not here to answer, I have to say Mark Hamill's probably one of the three. Um,
1: he's um, part of the VVU universe.
3: Yeah. No, he is. You got to have Cockdocker. Um, I'm not going to say Kevin because I feel like that's obvious. So let's, Let's just take that one out of the, the loop there. Um, I would love to talk to Jeff. Honestly, like, if you remember when you guys first reached out to us, I, I said, if you get the chance, mention the show. If you don't, you don't, whatever. But, you know, if we could have gotten Jeff on the show, that would be one. Um, and I'm trying to pick someone outside of the universe I know what one of mine would be, but Rico would hate it, and that's David Hayter. Um, okay. I'm, I'm a huge fan of his and we have a connection to him. We know someone who's very close with him, but he apparently only operates through his agent and fees and all that stuff. And you guys know what that world's like. So, oh, yeah. um, God, I don't know who, <sighs> see again, this would Rico wouldn't give a shit, but I would love to talk to James Hetfield. I mean, yeah. y- you know, cool. if I, if I get to see, you would want, you would think Lars, cause he's the one who normally does the interviews, but like, that's kind of why I don't want to talk to Lars, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I guess that would be it for me. It would be, it would be, I- I'll say, I'll say Mark Hamill, just so Rico's represented. Not that I don't want to talk to Mark Hamill, but that's definitely the bigger catch for Rico. Um, Jeff Anderson and God, I, I, Really, I'm struggling. I don't want to use James because I feel like that's unfair. Um, I can give you two. I'll give you the two. That's what I can do best. I can Uh, give you. So, um, we we've been so lucky already to get people like Marilyn Gigliotti and Scott Skiafo and. You know, and then um, I was telling you off air, we talked to Doug Frankel, an animator from Pixar and also from Disney. And while he's not a household name by any means, and that's no disrespect to Doug, but the interview was amazing. And it was really intriguing to just sit and listen to him tell these stories over his career of animating, you know. And at the same time, we've had um I, another guy you probably never heard of a Matty Granger who is just a Star Wars fan that Rico connected with online and it turns out he's been in a bunch of stuff that like, he's not been in but he's been involved in like he helped write the first X-Men movie you know um he he's had a bit parts in different movies um he won a quentin tarantino like you had to spoof a tarantino scene from one of his movies and they they did two and one of them won and he ended up winning the contest with his brother and they they got to meet quentin and all this stuff which ironically was like a year after he had already hip-checked him into a bush which if you need to you need to hear that story it's on in the interview so i'll just got, recommend yeah it's but he didn't he didn't do it on purpose like he I'll tell you this much. He purposely hip-checked the person, but he didn't know it was Quentin Tarantino because he wasn't looking. He was standing, and he felt this person trying to squeeze past him, and he was annoyed by it, so he just threw a hip, and then when he turns around, it's Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) So, Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and so, you know, like you guys, you know, we're not getting, like, the A-list, like, Cloonies and these guys, but we're getting these people with these great stories that have these amazing things to tell us, you know. But sometimes, sometimes that's, that's better. better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Um, no, but, some of these A-listers, they might not know what to say, and they might just
2: want to get it out of there, so they're just going to tell you what you want to hear.
3: Right. And right, I'll tell you, so, so going back to the Maddie interview for a minute, like, he... He's the first celebrity that we interviewed and and he will be the first to tell you he's not a celebrity, though Rico and I would disagree. So that's another conversation. <laughs> but, you know, I was really worried about the interview because I'd never really conducted an interview before. So I don't know, you guys, I think you and I were all around the same age and there was this great sketch on Saturday Night Live of Chris Farley when he interviewed Paul McCartney. And it's like, he did. Do you remember the time you were in the Beatles? That was awesome. And that was what I was afraid I was going to be during this interview. And so I asked my first question of Maddie, and 45 minutes later, we got to ask our second question because he just kept talking. And it, and I'm not saying that as a shot. I'm not even sure if Maddie listens regularly, but because he does listen to the show, but. It it's meant as a compliment because he just kept giving us gold, and it was like he'd be like, you want me to tell you about this?" And we were like, "Yeah," and he would just go, you know, like he, he was. Kevin
1: Smith syndrome.
3: Yes, but it was different. But he was there when they cast Hugh Jackman. He was there for the whole process, and he detailed the whole story. And Rico and I are just sitting there jaw-dropped like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So I highly recommend you guys going back and listening to that one if you get a chance because it's worth it. it- yeah. um, one thing we that end- we do
2: have to say about Kevin, though, even though that we all know like how awesome and wonderful Kevin is. Yeah. Um, when Kevin pulled Jeff out to go have his Conversation, yeah. time with him, um, where they, they made their words and they're dealing everything and shook their hands. When they came in and Jeff left, Jay had already been gone already. Right. Um, Everything was already dimming down, and Kevin had his box of uh, merch to go home with. He actually came back after he left our room. He came back to put the box down, gave us all a hug, and then he stood there and told us pretty much their entire conversation, which obviously we're not going to repeat because for reasons, but he didn't have to do that. Right. Right like he wanted yeah. he was so happy and so thrilled about it and he i guess he just appreciated the fact that we were the ones that brought him together but he no joke came back in and told us almost almost word for word what happened
1: well yeah because what happened it was is awesome. he was i was walk, I was I said I was going to help him to his car cuz he had a box of stuff sure and so i was we were walking to the elevator and i this is awkward moment and i was just like so did your talk go really well <laughs> <'Cause I laughs> act, like you know I just want to say did everything go like according to how you wanted it and he goes oh my god we have to go back and like I guess he was like still processing when it just right. happened and and I was like oh, oh did you forget something he's like no 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 I gotta tell you guys what happened and like like it's like, like he like snapped back to reality and he like turned around and like like zoom back to the, our room and and I was like oh okay okay and he was like and he was like guys I forgot to tell you how it went I went bla, 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 and just went like into the whole story and it was like another half <laughs> and he's like I have in and and, and if, if one of our uh, customers, who I we've become friends with, Andrew, this is the reason why Andrew was late. He was late to Andrew's interview because he stayed an extra half an hour. Because Andrew, we had an interview with him later on. Um, This is the reason why he was late because then he stayed an extra half an hour to to tell us what happened because he was he was talking to Jeff and all this and he just ran way, way over. But he just want, he wanted like he like it did process it like. You could see like his the wheels in his head turning, and then like he snapped back to reality. It it clicked in his brain, and he's like, "Oh my god, it's happening!" And, and then he like became Kevin Smith again.
2: And he right. started writing the following night.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. Just, just, well, I know what I'm asking you guys about once we get off of air, but that's another conversation. Um. <laughs> Unless you guys have anything else you want to share, I, I, I want to thank you for coming on and, and really taking the time and, and also being supportive of the show because you guys have been on social media and whatnot, and that means a lot. So, I didn't.
2: Well, I have to say is you can find us on all the platforms and stay tuned because not only do we hope to work with more viewers, people. But we have a nice unicorn list that uh, we're going to try to go after. So there's going to be a lot of fandoms that are going to be very excited.
3: And we'll we'll definitely be promoting that stuff as it comes along. So consider us an outlet for that, honestly. You know, you just let us know and we'll do what we can. You guys are always welcome back, even if it's for short, you know, if you don't want to do a full thing, but you want to come in and do a quick thing, want to record yeah. a commercial.
2: Uh-huh. We'll have you come up, even if you wanted to maybe do one here after you check out the place. Bring bring some of your speaker equipment, and we could do a live feed here. Even
3: I think we might have to do that, or at least I will, because we're never going to get Rico off the west coast. Um, but thank you guys for coming on; it means a lot to me. It means a lot to Rico. I know he's pretty bummed he couldn't be here, but you know we have to do what we have to do. So.
1: I like how you motion to your side as if he was there. Because
3: I feel like he is, you know. And and if if he was on the recording with us, he would be on my screen right about here. So you know, yeah. that's. But you
1: this motion like oh here like he was next to you.
3: He always is. That's the hetero life mate, you know. So, um, thank you again, guys. Appreciate it, and and much success in the future. And anything we can do to help you, let us know. Thank you. And hey. one,
2: one last thing that we would like to say is that we are very grateful and very thankful for everyone that has gone to our site, purchased, and or sent something from us. And no joke, we had people as far as Japan send us stuff. Russia. Wow. Okay, I mean, it, it, it was the real deal. We were very overwhelmed by the amount of stuff. And any future signings that are going to happen, it's, it's because of this, the big Kevin one and Jeff and Jay one that we did. So we thank you all for who supported
3: us. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Yeah, you too. Me too. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Podiski is a member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit their website, bigheadsmedia.com, and follow them on Twitter at Big Heads Media. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Pod Askew. Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for our artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music theme, Askew. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Lilu Dallas Multipass. Yeah. Multipass. Lila,
0: know uh, Multipass. She knows it's a Multipass. Lila Dallas, my mm-hmm. wife, we're newlyweds, just met. Multi-pass. You know how it is. Bump into each other, sparks Mul- happen. Li-pass. Yeah, she knows it's a Multipass. pass